members club for landlords and property investors to come and build a profitable property portfolio that aligns with their goals. Now, if you haven't done it already, and I know I keep harping on about this, please go and download my property investment expansion success formula ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash flowchart. It's the starting place. If you've just found me, if you've been a longtime follower of me and NC Real Estate, it doesn't matter if you haven't got it yet. If you have not printed that off and hung it on your wall as the roadmap to your success, go and get it. That is ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash flowchart. Okay. I have got someone very, very exciting here with me today. I've got Sarah Hall. She's a NC Real Estate Members Club member and she has got a awesome property business, Bentley Rose Investments. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Natasha. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm very well. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So thank you for having me on. My absolute pleasure. So what we're going to do today and I thought Sarah was the best candidate to come on and talk to you with me about this. If you didn't know it yet, on Thursday, it's Mental Health Awareness Day. And as you all know, if or if you don't, I am a mental health ambassador for Lionheart, who's the charity for the RICS. I've also done a lot of work in the space, mainly because of my own anxiety and obsessions that I've had over the years. And so I'm very much a proponent for talking about this a lot and a lot of people come to me and they say Natasha I'm just overwhelmed I'm stressed out property is like this massive project that I have to take on and I have to do x y and z and often that can lead to burnout if you're not kind to yourself and so what we're going to be talking about today is all of the things that you can do on a daily basis to keep your property investment journey going. Sarah is a prime example of this and I do believe she doesn't celebrate herself enough. So we're gonna be doing a little bit of that as well. (laughs) (laughs) And we're gonna be talking about actually what it takes but how we can do this in a really efficient way without that burnout feeling, without that overwhelm, without feeling like we're failing because a lot of the time things start off slow but as momentum builds as it grows things start happening quicker but we also have to be patient with ourselves right yeah so that's the introduction out of the way let's jump straight in Sarah first off I will let you explain all of the amazing things you do in the property industry Okay, uh, thank you. Thank you for the introduction. So yeah, I started my portfolio 10 years ago. I was working for one of the big banks over here in the UK at the time. Um, And yeah, I bought it, we renovated it, and we still have that today. Uh, I now own a portfolio of single lets, houses and apartments. Mm-hmm. And they're all in the UK. Um, so yeah, after banking, I continued in the corporate world. And I actually moved to Dubai um, three and a half years ago. So I moved back to England in April of this year. So it was during my time in Dubai, I was doing a global role. And I made the decision that when my husband and I moved back to to the UK, that we, I would move into property full time. It's what I love to do. I love everything about property. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to have my own business and this is what I'm really passionate about. But it was during the time whilst I was w- working in Dubai that 
I saw firsthand how difficult it can be for expats and foreign investors to search for and buy property over here. Um, you know, searching for it, finding it, doing the viewings, having a power team there to help you refurb it and, you know, then let, handing it over to a letting agent. All, all of this does take time. And if you haven't got family and friends here that can do it for you and help you out, then you either don't invest um, or you need to work with somebody who can offer you that solution. So that's what my my business is. Bentley Rose Investments was formed to help them to build portfolios in the UK. Mm -hmm. I'm also continuing to grow our own portfolio as well. So, but I mean, it's kind of, you know, they, they, they kind of lap over because some of the projects that I'm looking at aren't, aren't suitable for me. They're not what I want so that I can then, you know, present those to other investors. Exactly. And you also missed out. You're also looking for your own home to buy. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> it. I mean, uh, our home before we moved away, we've kept that and we've rented that out. Yep. So, yeah, we're looking at the moment, we're looking for our dream home. Um, and I really do want a project. And a lot of the, the properties that I'm looking at at the moment are all you know they're done you'd need to put you'd need to put your stamp on it some cosmetic work but I mm. really want quite a project so not sure that my husband's so keen on the idea but I'm thinking a project where you know maybe living on a in a caravan on site and you know <laughs> <laughs> complete renovation but yeah not sure he's so keen so uh yeah we'll see how that goes but yeah we're on the lookout for that so yeah juggling uh, a few different projects at the moment mm -hmm. so just to lay this all out for those of you that are listening, as you can hear from Sarah, she's got quite a few different projects going on. And at times that can feel overwhelming, right? You're, you're very much like me in that you take on a lot of different things. So you have your fingers in very many pies. Yes, uh, I've, I've always been that way. So whatever corporate job I've had, I've always started and then created something bigger and mm -hmm. create and people around me what what you know why are you doing that and you're never going to be able to achieve it the targets are far too big that you're setting yourself and I think it's just my nature I've always been like that I've it's been instilled in me from a young age that the value of money the value of investing I've always been a big saver um and yeah I, I, you know I enjoy investing my money as well I do like spending it too but um <laughs> yeah so so yeah, I, I tend to juggle. I, I call myself that I'm, I'm good at multitasking, but I, I don't actually think you can be good at that because, you know, you do need to focus. But I do enjoy having different projects bubbling away at the same time. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's ever going to change. And it's not a bad thing. So let's let's go through at the moment. What does your day look like as a property investor? Yeah. So. I love getting up early. I love the mornings. Um, so I'm usually up around 5, 5 a.m. to 5.30, depending on what, what time I, I manage to get to bed. Um, and I go straight into my office. My office, I mean, at the moment, it's pitch black but, uh, when you wake <laughs> up, but my office looks out onto just fields. So it's, it's a beautiful view. Um, so I go into my office and I have 10, 10 minutes meditating. Now, I started this probably about two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I find that if I stick to it religiously, it's, it's, yeah, it does wonders for me. It's so helpful just to take that time of a morning, 10 minutes. I use an app called the Karma um, and I go through guided meditation. Mm -hmm. After that, I then do, usually I read for about 20 minutes and then I will journal. 
I don't really have a format for that. Sometimes it's just what I'm grateful for. Um, other times it'll be something that's playing on my mind. I'll try and write that out and, you know, question it and, and come to a solution or it'll be goals, targets, that kind of, that kind of format. And then um, I will spend a few minutes looking at my vision board and just taking that in and then I'll jump in the shower. So that's what that's the morning part um whilst I'm getting ready even if I'm working from home for the day I always get ready mm -hmm. so I, I get ready because what usually happens is I call about property and they're like yeah you can come and view it you know in 10 minutes I'm like ah <laughs> quick you know so I need to make sure that I'm ready to go um so yeah I, I and then I usually listen to a podcast or I've got a YouTube video or I've got the news on whilst I'm getting ready so mm -hmm. I take that in or if I've got an audio book that I'm listening to um, and then once it gets light, I'll go and walk, walk our little poodle, Oscar, which mm. I absolutely love walking. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's my exercise for the day. Uh, I, t I try and do it on an evening as well. Um, and then my day starts. Now, I have alerts set up on all the online portals. So the, I'll spend some time going through those and just making notes of any of them. I want to call the agents about to book viewings or ask any questions because my business is helping other investors to build portfolios and I offer that one-to-one -one service. So it's very much tailored to their requirements. So I spend a lot of time with my investors and really understanding what they want to achieve. And that's mm -hmm. not always about the numbers. It can be a lifestyle that they want to achieve. I mean, I, to give you an example, I've got one client in Dubai who's he's going to be moving back to the UK. He's going to be transferring with his job. So he, he will still have a, you know, a great job, but of course he's going to have to start paying tax um, mm -hmm. and he won't be on an expat package. So his housing won't be paid for either. So for him, his wife um, may have to start working. Whereas at the moment she's fortunate enough to look after the family home and spend time with, you know, looking after the children. So for him, what we're doing is we, we we spoke about this in depth and what we decided to do is to use property to create an income so that when they move back, his wife won't have to go to work. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, so I spent a lot of time with them throughout, throughout, the, throughout the week, whether that's phone calls, Skype calls, um, meetings, if they're coming over here or I'm going over there and then mixed in throughout the day, I'll be speaking to agents, speaking to vendors. I do quite a bit of direct marketing as well um so that can be arranging uh meetings to go out and see the the, the owners of properties and go direct to vendor social media as well I tend to you know try and write some social media posts and um I'm just having a look what I'm thinking about yeah. oh I spend a lot of time doing due diligence so of course when you go and visit the, it's not it doesn't stop there when you go and do a viewing you then have to come back and run the numbers and because, you know, doing it for yourself, but also doing it for others, you have to be very, very thorough. So I spend a lot of time on the due diligence, spend a lot of time with the builders, making sure that we've got the refurb costs um, and, you know, looking at all of the comparables in the area as well. Mm -hmm. And then CRM, I've got a CRM system. I'm not, I must admit, I, I'm not great at doing the admin side I've always had assistance so I've got a great VA on board now and she's really helping with me, me with the CRM um, and inputting the data for me so that's a little bit of a kind of yeah just a it changes it's hard to say it's, I think um, you know it really depends on what properties 
I'm, I'm looking for, what viewings, if I'm going to see an auction house, if I'm going to, you know, maybe see a, a, an IFA firm, a financial advisory firm, and they've got something, you know, for me to discuss. It, it really does depend. Yeah. I hope that gives you a, an idea. Yes. So with so much going on, I guess, should we talk about what, because we, you know how it gets when you've got so much going on, you're overwhelmed and you're just trying to keep up. What is the self-doubt that creeps in? Should we talk about that? Let's let's get this relatable to everybody else because I am sure the people who listen, I get it. The, the self-doubt, the imposter syndrome. What do you get? What do you feel? Do you Are you always on top of things or do you sometimes feel like, oh my God, this is tough? No, I definitely, I definitely do get overwhelmed. And I, and yeah, I, it is tough. It's tough because you, you, you have to take the emotion out of it. And I, mm-hmm. I, I find that very hard. You know, you, you're putting offers in, you're doing a lot of due diligence before you put that offer in. And then you are outbid and you, you don't get the property. And, you know, you, you have to really manage your kind of disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think one thing that's really important is that you have to really want it. So I think in order to really push through in those tough times and battle on, as my mom would say, um, you have to be really passionate about what you're doing and and in, enjoy doing it. It's not all going to be fun. Um, but when you're building something and you're creating something, you have to really enjoy the process as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's been, there's a lot that's uh, over the years, you know, Tim Ferriss' book, he's, he's fantastic before our work week, but I think what, yes, you can get to that. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, you know, a, a few years down the line that you can have people in and they can run your business for you. But at the beginning, you do need to accept that in order to have a successful business or to do anything in my opinion even if you're working for somebody you have to work hard you know you do have to put the hours in um and you have to want it and accept that and kind of embrace it so what i tend to do is if i'm feeling overwhelmed um i'll sit down and i'll do a brain dump and that will be you know not just business but also personal what i need to do i'll put it all down on a piece of paper and then I'll look at what needs to be done in order to move the business forward. And that's what I focus on. Um, one of my big objectives is to provide exceptional customer service because mm-hmm. in this business, there is, I mean, most businesses really, there's, there's so many people that are doing the same as you. So in order to stand out in, in, in any market, it's about you really. And it's about what you can provide. And it is very much about people. So for me, I, one of my objectives, as I say, is to provide exceptional customer service. So I have that in my office, I have that on my phone, I have that on my screen. So that really helps to slow me down and remember that I can only do one thing at a time. I may have 10 different projects (laughs) on the go, but I really can only focus on one at a time. Um, So it's also quite, when it's tough and the times are tough it's quite easy to get that you know shiny penny syndrome um is what they call it when you're jumping from one strategy to another and i think because there's so many ways that you can make money in property Mm -hmm. that when things aren't going great you naturally start to think the grass is greener on the other side so you have to manage that as well and and you know not have a plan b because you don't want to be distracted from your plan a so you really need to have laser focus on that. That's, um, that's a really yeah. good point 
really good point because that's one of the big problems is that you can the overwhelm also comes because someone's told you that a strategy is good someone else has said that they're doing this someone else is investing i don't know the other side of the country from you someone else is i don't know they've bought single lets and they've not bought service accommodation and they're telling you service accommodation is bad because of x y and z and all of a sudden you've got all of these voices in your head how do you tune that out yeah i mean i'm i am guilty of that because <laughs> there are so many things that i want to do and i want to try but i, I i'm just so because i've been an expat and i fully appreciate the situation that they're in not knowing where to you know where to put your heart where to invest your hard-earned money and not knowing who to work with and who you can trust so for me that's what i'm really passionate about so when I, what I do is I, I tend to think, well, in three or four years time, in five years time, in 10 years time, would I still want to be doing this? And, I, and yes, the answer is yes, I would yeah. still want to be doing what I'm doing now, or, or at least I think I will. So yeah, I think you need to get one thing, you know, sorted first, get the traction on that, get that going, get somebody in that can kind of replace you and and then maybe move on to something else. But but then, you know, others are doing it where they've got HMOs, they've got service accommodation, yeah. they've got single lets. So it is doable. But um, I think it's just, you need to just be careful on where you put your focus. And I would try and get a master in the one before you start on the next one. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether you would agree with that, though. What, what's your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts is that everybody's goals are very different. And so I write down what I want to achieve from a property. So it could be that I want massive capital growth and I would like my money back out very quickly or I'd like to sit on my money for a while. And what I advise members and, and different people that I speak to is you have to set out what you want. And as you say, be so laser focused on that. Because if you were then to come to me and say, um, Natasha, I found this property and it's going to get me 500 pounds net calendar months or whatever it is and I'd say well is that actually part of your goals is that actually what you want to achieve or is that you just someone sent that to you and you've gone oh that looks all right I'll, I'll buy that so it's it's about matching what you're going for with the property now that it could be different properties which is why people end up with a service accommodation and commercial and residential and just a, a bit of a mishmash but as you say that one goal whatever it is that's got to be your aim and that's got to be what you move towards. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to be optimistic as well. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, I, I think you do have to be optimistic. There are times when I have to admit that I do have a bit of a moan. If I've, you know, if I've not got the property that I thought I was going mm -hmm. to get or, you know, I've sent, yeah, I've, it's just people, isn't it? When you're dealing with people, you, you yeah. do sometimes have disappointments and I do have a bit of a moan, but uh, I do also believe that it will happen and I do have faith in my abilities and I think you have to mm -hmm. you have to be optimistic you have to have faith in your abilities and sometimes when something doesn't happen I I am one of those people that do believe that maybe there was a reason why I know yep. that's a bit woo woo but but yeah I think um yeah that sometimes it wasn't meant to be yeah I I agree with you I always think that the properties that you should be buying or the deals you should be doing are the simplest not because they're the least complicated deals out there no you might have a full paperwork with terms of different places that you're borrowing money from 
but actually it should move along quite nicely and you should be enjoying the stages of the process. Even if things get a bit tough, if maybe some lending falls by the wayside and you have to find other lending, that process should be something that regardless, you are just going to go through the hoops. For example, I'm doing a a remortgage on one of my properties at the moment. I've never known it to be so hard to do a remortgage. I really haven't. They've been backwards and forwards for the last month and a half asking for more and more and more things. But the end goal with that remortgage is to do a redevelopment. So I'm happy to jump through the hoops. I don't ever think, oh, I'm pulling this, I'm not doing it. I'm just going to jump through the hoops until I get the funding that I want for the redevelopment so that come January I can do it. And that's the difference between you feeling in flow rather than forcing yourself. And I think when you force yourself to be doing something that just isn't coming off, and I've lost money over doing this, that's when... you you force yourself into a situation that's never going to work and so I'm with you everything happens for a reason and usually things will happen if you actually your whole heart and soul is in that deal yeah I'm big on gut feeling as well you know that gut feeling that you get and if it doesn't feel right then you do have to listen to that yes definitely so let's talk about being an optimist in the property industry because I think this is this is something that is very hard to keep hold of at the moment because we're hearing all of these different things that we could be slipping into a massive recession if we end up with a no-deal Brexit and all of these horror stories about landlords being taxed too highly and there's so many barriers to entry with property that for a lot of investors being an optimist can feel like you're forgetting about all of the dark things that are also happening but should we talk about the fact that you do actually need to be an optimist in order to move forward otherwise you're not going to do anything <laughs> yes yeah you definitely do I think you need to you um, you need to um educate yourself as well and you mm-hmm. need to know know what property's about, know the industry, you know, be prepared, know the market, know where the challenges are and the pain points so that you can try and identify solutions. I mean, they talk a lot about the property cycle and you look back at history and you can study those cycles. So there is data there that you can go and study. But I think there's, you know, that it, with property as well, it depends if you're in it for the, you know, for the long for the long run mm-hmm. if you're looking at five to ten investment five to ten year investment or you're looking at doing a flip um it's, it's different isn't it it's very different depending on what strategy people want to do uh i think you have to, of course you have to be aware of what's happening in the market um all investments are risks but you just have to prepare yourself as much as you can for it yeah i i agree and you have to be talking to people and you have to be yeah. You also have to surround yourself with people who are going to keep you going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think um, there's lots of negative people and there's lots of people that like to tell you what you should and shouldn't do. But mm-hmm. do you listen to those people that have got a portfolio or do you listen to the ones that haven't got any properties um, who, who love to give out their advice um, but have actually never done it? Yeah. I think you need to be careful on who who you take advice from um yeah I, t- I totally agree with that I've got some good people around me I've got uh, I'm b- very close to a to a local developer and he's got um you know over 100 properties and he's, he's very experienced so he's he's been doing doing it for a number of years and 
having him there um you know to to talk things through with is is an absolute blessing and mm-hmm. and he's very very optimistic which is mm-hmm. interesting because you know he's very successful and he's very optimistic mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> which is which is great and it rubs off on you it naturally it just rubs off on you so if you can surround yourself with those people mm-hmm. um yeah it, it, you know it, it kind of it pushes you forward yeah definitely Okay, so you've probably heard me talk a lot about Anchor and how it has been the easiest way to make a podcast. I have transferred over onto Anchor from several different podcast platforms. Now, let me tell you why it's so good. Number one, it's free. Number two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer if you're not sat in a studio. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So they will put it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and so many more. Mine are over 12 platforms at the moment. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And you can do that on the go. So if you want to be like me and record your podcast on Anchor, then download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, so, Let's talk about what motivates you to keep going. What is it that makes you get up in the morning and continue to do this, even if, you know, sometimes deals with slow progress? I've always been a high achiever. So every job that I've had, I've always pushed the boundaries, worked relentlessly to to exceed targets. Um, But during my corporate career, I always felt like there was something missing. Um, You know, I was I was living in Dubai. I had a great job. I was you know, earning lots of tax-free money, traveling first class, business class, you know, doing a global role. It all looked fantastic from somebody looking on the outside, looking in, but I always felt like something was missing. And you hear people talk a a lot about finding your purpose. And I can honestly say that for the first time in my working life, I, I found that and I love my business. I'm fortunate that I'm doing what I've always wanted to do and I get to help others create better lives for themselves mm-hmm. um you know using property to do that and that's a huge motivation for me yeah so you know my business was formed because what have I experienced from living abroad and what I saw other expats going through and I know a lot of the expats there who desperately want to move back to the UK maybe that's to be close to their family maybe their parents are getting older and they want to be there to support them or they want their children to be educated here or maybe they just miss home and, you know, all that comes comes with that. So it's scary moving back, not knowing are you going to be taking a pay cut, what jobs are going to be available, you know, where are you going to live? So if I can help them to create a secure income stream through property to support or even replace their existing income, then, you know, that, that's that's massively rewarding for me. Mm-hmm. Um so, so I, I enjoy it, but um, I, and also another big motivator is, of course, spending time with my family um, and, yeah. and having the freedom to do that. I love to travel as well. I did a lot of traveling in Dubai, and it, my time there really made me realize that the world really is a small place. So, I definitely want to do more traveling. I've got a list of places that I, I'd love to go and go and visit. Um, and then, one of the big ones I'd probably say is is independence. Mm-hmm. I, I. Yeah, I've got a big thing about being independent. Um, I've had a job since I was 14 and I have always had my own money and I've 
always been so independent. So my husband's got a fantastic um, career. You know, he's doing very well for himself, but I don't rely on him and I have to make sure that I'm independent and I can do whatever I want to do, you know, through my my income and, and that I'm a success. Yeah. So that's, yeah, so that's also a big motivator for me um, because, you know, if I didn't want to go to work, then I wouldn't have to, but I want to because I enjoy it and it, you know, it makes you it's that feeling isn't it that feeling mm-hmm. of actually achieving something and it gives you that that confidence and yeah that I hope that that answered the question for you yeah yeah I completely agree with it so should we have a talk about managing time because as property investors it can often be a lot of well I want to be a property investor but how do I find the deals? How do I have time to speak to people? How do I have time to go out and view the properties? And so I'm going to ask you about how you manage your time. Then we'll we'll offer up some suggestions about how actually, if you're working full time or you're working part time, but you still want to do property investment, how you can break it down into chunks so that you're managing to build in a sustainable way. Yeah, I think you have to be extremely organized. Mm-hmm. You only have 24 hours in a day, so you can't do everything. Again, it's all about that focus and focusing on what's important and trying not to balance too many plates mm-hmm. um, at one time. I, 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 yeah, this is still a work in progress for yep. me. You have to be honest yeah. because it's it's constant. It's a constant battle of you know you, trying to cram as much in as you can. Um, but also trying to make your life easier by having good processes in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've talked about that, haven't we? We have, you know, yeah. Quite a few times. Um, I, I do think, though, that you do choose to do the things that you want to do. So you make mm-hmm. time for those things that you want to do. It's not really a matter of finding the time. You do make the time for the things that you want to do. So I, I hear a lot of people, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And y- you are busy, but busy is a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, is is my view on that. So if you really want it, you will find time to do it. But if you can try and put processes in place, it's going to make your life a lot easier. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think processes such as having a day where you're just speaking to agents and you're asking them to send you deals and having a day where you just analyze deals and having a day where you go out and have a look at it. If you were just, just to do those three things and maybe have a fourth day where you're looking at finance if you were to just put 30 minutes aside on those days and not worry about what other people are doing that's one of the big things isn't it we can see all over social media that somebody has bought a portfolio of new properties and they're doing this and they've got all this money and (laughs) they've been building it up and every day is a great day in the reality Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah that's not often the correct picture yeah it's a big one not to compare yourself to others I think we're all on we're all on different paths have different like you say different connections different resources we've you know we've all been it's yeah it's it's different for everybody so I think we need to realize that social media is just a highlight reel and you do you're only really you're not really seeing a true reflection of what day-to-day life is like when you're running a business. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think you just need to remember that when you're scrolling through. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think that's that's a big one as well because you can see you see all these people who've said that they've got hundreds of properties or they've been working on this deal and they've been working on that that deal. I'd always ask the question, or if it's making you feel bad about yourself, I'd even suggest unfollowing them at this point in time. Because what social media needs to do is pick you up and make you feel inspired so that those four days a week you're going to go out and you're going to use your time wisely to look at deals, analyze deals, find finance, go and see properties, all of those things. But if you're being weighed down by the fact that you're not in the position that somebody else is, then that's demotivates you to go out and do it we've all got to run our own path and run our own journey and either be supportive of one another and feel in a empowered space to ask questions if you don't feel like you're in that space please take yourself out of it don't force yourself yeah. to sit and watch people who do not make you feel good about yourself yeah, I think it depends on the individual person mm. as well. I think I 100% agree with you. I mean, why would you put yourself through it? If you're no. looking on, you you have the control, you know, you can just block somebody and then unblock them. So I do agree with you. Um, but I do think as well that you could look at it a different way and, you know, think about how, one, how long have they been doing it? I mean, mm -hmm. they could have been doing it 10 years and you've only been doing it a, a couple of months. I think we mm -hmm. need to have a little bit more patience yeah. um, and realize that it, it doesn't happen overnight and it's not a get rich quick mm -hmm. um, scheme. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I let it motivate me, but I, it does depend on the person, you know, mm -hmm. you, and I think you made a good point there about reaching out as well. Why not send them a little note and just say, yeah. you know, I'd love to know more about you, about your business, about, you know, just how you started and have a conversation with them. And, and usually you find out that they've been doing it a lot, lot longer than you originally thought. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good point. Uh, and that's, just, that's very true of asking people where they started from how they got started and that story is normally inspiring because if they said well actually I borrowed this money or I got this money from here or I did this you can use that to see if that could help you in any way I think origin stories are quite important as well because you have to start somewhere and then you can keep building on that but using other people's ideas is not a bad thing. You don't have to figure it all out on your own. It is a sharing yeah. economy. Yeah, and in this industry, I find that, you know, people are so, um, yeah, so, so willing to, to tell you their mm -hmm. story and help you and, you know, share contacts. It's, it's fantastic. But I do think you need to be confident enough to just reach out yeah. and just ask the question. And if you get a rude response, well, then you can block them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's it don't even deal with yeah. that <laughs> yeah yeah but I doubt I doubt that will happen um you know I doubt it will happen you'll probably get a, a new friend a new property friend mm -hmm. and if someone ignores you it's probably because either they're busy or they don't look at their messages yeah so don't ever I take do, yeah. this thing personally do not ever take it personally no I sometimes I open my inbox on, on my Instagram and I've got you know, reels and reels and messages. Yeah. And yeah, I, it's like, I'm just about to jump in the car. I can't respond to all of them. So yeah, it's a good point that they may just be a little busy. Mm -hmm. So if you were starting out for the first time, what would you tell other investors? Uh, have patience. 
Yep. Um, definitely have patience. I'd firstly think about the business that you want to create and why, um, rather than just like like you say, looking on social media, someone's doing HMOs, right, let's go and do that. Look at what, you know, what your capabilities are, what your personality is. Do you want to manage people in a HMO? Um, you know, what what resources have you got? What money have you got to get started? Just take your time and, and also get educated. I would definitely say to go and get educated. Um, and just, you know, like I said before, understand what property is about and know the industry and prepare. And then I would say to focus on one thing and become, you know, become an expert in that one thing um, and just, you know, work relentlessly until you are. Um, The power team is very important. And I think this is something that you start, you start with. So, you know, not having the right team in place can be a major issue. You need experts around you who can help you to obtain the finance, help you to find the property if you're not going to do that yourself. Um, good accountant, tax advisor, solicitor. Um, yeah, so I, I would I would start working on that before you actually secure a property. Mm-hmm. Would you Would you agree with that? I would. I think you need people around you who can ask questions to, who who you can feel supportive with on days where you're not quite sure yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, you need to work hard, (laughs) work hard to achieve your goals, have self-confidence and back yourself. So stop worrying about what other people think. Um, You know, I I see people just desperate, desperate, desperate to get a deal so that they can splash it all over social media and they've got the little picture with the keys. And, you know, that is all fantastic. But in, you know, in five years time it, it doesn't really matter what you achieved in your first month of property mm-hmm. you know you can you can take it slow take it steady and, and yeah really stop worrying about what other people think other people think um all aspects of property seem to take longer than expected so whether that be finding the deal you know the purchasing process the renovation it all seems to take longer than what you originally um estimated this can be extremely frustrating. So you need to take the emotion out of it and just keep battling on, keep mm-hmm. pushing through. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else would I say? I, I'd say that you have to focus on loving the journey. And again, I, this is for me, this is, um, you know, I, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm fully there yet, but sometimes this is tough because you have yep. many ups and downs, but you the, the thing is, is if you don't focus on loving the journey, then the majority of the time you're not going to be happy. Um, I see a lot of people that are just focused on getting a property, focused on getting the house. Then it's yeah. right, we've got to get it refurbed and we've got to get it rented out. But what I try to do is to focus on the vision for the business, focus on the bigger picture. What do you want to create? So is it that you want to create a business where you're taking, you know, tired, unloved houses and creating beautiful homes for tenants and kind of keep that in mind as opposed to just you know kind of getting a little bit bogged down with all of these smaller things that you need to do yeah I hope that makes sense yeah definitely definitely that sounds fabulous and I would recommend that um I would recommend that regardless of where you get to and this is for everybody who's listening, regardless of where you you get to, remember that if you're moving forward on a daily basis, you're doing good. 
Every new property you look at, every new person you speak to, every new deal you analyze, every new time that you map everything out and you sit there and you move one step closer to it, you are in the best place for you and you're doing incredibly well. And that's where you start from. I think, as you said, Sarah, you're going to start from mapping out your goals, getting your team around you, but then feel comfortable in what you're doing and that the fact that you're learning, you're growing, you're finding new things is all part of your success. Somebody said to me yesterday, Natasha, why do you think that how much in your is in your bank account is, is even indicative of how much how successful you are I thought to myself hmm I do put a lot on you know income and the business Mm. statistics and and actually your success is the fact that you keep moving forward it's the grittier side of you that regardless you pick yourself up you dust yourself off and you find another way to get to where you want to go even if it didn't quite look how you expected it to and so as you said it's not about buying that property it's not about having those keys that you can jangle for a social media post. It's about clearly thinking out the steps and doing what's right to you. Because yeah, no one's judging you if you don't buy a property. No one's judging you if you, I don't know, didn't achieve those 40 properties that you wanted to buy in the last 18 months. You know, everybody puts high expectations on themselves. But it's so yeah, tough, can... isn't it, to, to sit back and think about that. Yeah, I think as well, I think we get, we think that people actually care, you know, a lot of people don't, aren't even thinking about what you're doing, because they're busy, you know, (laughs) doing what they're doing. But I think people get caught up in their heads thinking, oh my God, everyone's, you know, it's been like two months, and I haven't done anything or three months, but you have done so much, but you're so focused on this, you know, even if it took 12 months to get the deal, two years to get the deal, but then the next year, then you might get five deals or 10 deals so yeah you just have just have, have a little patience and, and not be so hard on yourself mm-hmm. I think it you know the purpose of life really is for us to be happy um and I think we need to just you know not take everything so seriously and just kind of enjoy the journey a bit more yeah I agree and as and that might seem like it's hard at some point but if you if you're listening to this and you've I hope you've been taking notes on things that you can do. And if you haven't, I'm going to set you all a task to give me your key takeaways. So you can email me, Natasha, at ncrealestate.co.uk, your key takeaway from this podcast. Put it in the comments or come on over to the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group. Tell me what your key takeaways are and tell me what you are going to do to reframe yourself when you're having those days where you are feeling like, oh my gosh, I just don't feel like anything is going my way. Because you're going to need to arm yourself with these tools as well. They're as important as your power team to keep you moving forward because we all have bad days. We all have days where we just want to cry, where we feel like that black cloud has descended over you and you're like, I cannot get out of this situation. How am I going to do it? We've all been there. And we will all continue to be there because we're human. So it's about arming ourselves and having these tools to get ourselves out of it. Because trust me, from wherever you are right now, you can keep moving forward. So I think we might have covered it all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
<laughs> is there anything else that um you want to add sarah yeah i mean I, i'm saying that you have to in, you know you, you need to enjoy the journey and you do but at the same time you do need to realize that it's not all going to be fun and there are going to be parts of it that are going to be a little painful but that's not forever this is just what you're doing right now to build your business and to build your future so and I think throughout the business there's you know there's there's, there's times where you'll have lots and lots and lots of working lots of hours working really hard and then you'll get you know reward and it's and it's like that throughout throughout the business but I think we need to remember that you know you just got to keep battling on and, and just pushing through mm-hmm. yeah I, I completely agree and on that note I think we've just reached the end of the podcast thank you Sarah I appreciate you for coming on thank this you podcast. very much thank- no thank you for having me my pleasure thank you everybody for listening to today's podcast I hope you've got some key takeaways and again I want to hear your key takeaways I have put where you can post them in the show notes below Thank you for joining me this week. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon.